up in the air, whatever you use for your Bible, I know I use my phone. And say this out loud, this is my Bible, I am what it says I am, I have what, I say, what it says I have, and I do what it tells me to do, and I love my Bible, so I make this as a confession, that I will meditate in it both day and night. A chapter in the morning, a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed, it's no more a mess, and now everything I touch, everything I touch, it turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah, glory to God. Father, we thank you for your word, and now as we approach your word, we ask you, all of us together, Give us ears that hear and hearts that are open and receptive. We agree for revelation knowledge to flow freely to us, freely and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. For those of us in person and all of those that are watching online, both now and into the future, we thank you for our life-changing experience today in your word. In Jesus' name, and all that agree with that prayer said, Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Thank you. All right. Anybody ready to get into the Word of God today? Open with me to the book of John chapter 16. Thank you. In John chapter 16, we find our text in verse 12 through 15. I'll be reading in the New King James Bible. These scriptures will be on the overhead, so if you want to read it there, you can. And I encourage you, please, take notes. Uh, this is definitely something that you want to learn and keep all your, all your life. In John chapter 16, these are the words of Jesus. Read it as if he was speaking to you. He says, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine... And declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So, uh, 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 this is our text for today. And I want us to make sure that we're understanding what, what the Lord is saying. He starts by saying... I still have things that I want to talk to you about, many things that I want to talk to you about, but you can't bear it right now. Have you ever been there in a relationship where you had something to say to somebody, but they couldn't, you just felt like you didn't have a door or opportunity to say it, you figured that if you said it, they wouldn't receive it the right way? In the same way, in your relationship with the Lord, today, I believe, there's things he would to talk to you about, but you you can't handle it right now. I think it was Jack Nicholson in the movie. 
You can't handle the truth. Maybe that's a little older movie. Amen. I might be dating myself. You can't handle the truth. And that's exactly what Jesus was saying is there's some, everything Jesus said is true. He said, thy word, O Lord, is true. And we know Jesus is the word of God. So every time he speaks, he speaks true. And he says, there's some things that I want to talk to you about, but you can't handle it right now. So what does he do? He says, I'm going to pray the Father to give you another comforter. I'm going to ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he's going to guide you into all truth. And what he gives you, he's going to get from me. He's not going to speak of his own authority. Everything he says to you will be what he got from me. And he even brings the Father back in and he says, all things that are the fathers are mine, therefore I said he will take of mine and give it unto you. Isn't it interesting, in one passage of scripture, we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in scripture. You know, some people don't believe in the triune nature of God. They don't believe that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. These three are one. It's not three gods, it's one God manifested in three distinct persons. The Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're in the second part of our series called The Voice of God. Look at verse 13 in the King James. He says, How be it when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is come into your life, notice, He will guide you. He will what? Guide you into what? All truth, the whole truth. Come on. And nothing but the truth. He is going to guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will, in the King James, it says, he will show you or show you things to come. He will show you. So in this passage... It talks about the Holy Spirit guiding you. He will speak to you. He will tell you things to come. He will show you. He will declare to you. Guide, speak, show, tell. That's like show and tell. Come on, somebody. And declare. Why did he use so many words to describe this experience of God speaking to you. Because when God speaks to you, it will take the form in a number of ways. And that's what we're looking at. There'll be times that God will guide you into a truth. He'll show you the answer. He'll tell you something that you need to know. Come on, somebody. He'll declare, he'll, he'll, he'll declare things to you. It's many, it's manifold. Amen. Yesterday I got up and I was doing some work, getting ready for today, and I didn't see the keys to my truck. I'm like, oh man, I told you all the story last week. Here we go. Come on. So imagine getting up on a Saturday morning and you can't place your keys. I got a spare set. So I got it and I went about my way, but my initial search, the keys were not in the place where they were supposed to be. Anybody ever been there? And so here I am like, okay, well, let me go and take care of this. And I'm thinking the last time I remember having the keys was after preaching on Thursday night. 
And I got a spare set of keys. I keep two sets of keys with me. Amen. For different purposes. But, you know, I got a truck key on both of these. And so maybe I used the spare key. Maybe I left it at the weekly community center where we did our Thursday night Bible study. You see how I worked in Bible study on Thursday night? We preach every, I I preach every week on Thursday. (laughs) So I got home. I asked my wife, have you seen the keys? You know, my kid, have you seen the keys? No, I haven't seen the keys. So I looked over here and I went through my bag and it wasn't in the bag. And so I had to go somewhere else. This is now midday, about 12 noon. I stopped up at the weekly community. It's not far from the house. And I said, hey, you know, good to see you. Have you seen? Well, no, I didn't see anything there last time. Well, I I didn't think I left it there, but I'm just backtracking. But while I was driving down the street, I remember when I was a child, my dad had me stop when I was looking for my shoes, and he had me pray. And so since a child, anytime I'm looking for something, I have to stop and officially ask God to show me where my thing is. Come on. And so I did that. Well, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't have a vision. But I asked officially, and I kept going my way. Later on, maybe about three or so o'clock, my wife and I, we were talking. I said, hey, have you seen my keys? She says, well, I haven't looked them for them. I haven't been looking for them. I'm thinking, I told you at 8 o'clock. Come on. <laughs> so you should be looking as passionately for my keys as I am, right? She hadn't even been looking, <laughs> looking for them. Now, I'm giving you an illustration of how God will guide you to the truth. It won't always manifest the same way. So she, she said, remember you told me to put the boys' homework by your keys. So that was Friday. And she said, well, did you get them from there? And I said, well, no. And we went on. We were talking about something else. So we got ready to go to Sam's again, getting ready for today. And, she, and I saw in the rearview mirror. Now, I've already prayed. Now, I'm in the car thinking, where are my keys? Where are my keys? Where are my keys? I went back through my bag. How many of you ever look for something in a place and then look for it again in the same? You know it's not there. Guess who knows where the keys are? God knows. Somebody said the key is. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did it. Really, they did. <laughs> God and the kids know where the keys are, right? (laughs) And so I saw her in the rearview mirror coming out to the car, and she had some stuff that she wanted to take back to Sam's. Well, for weeks, I've been thinking about taking back the backpack that we bought for one of the boys that it broke. He's kind of rough on stuff, and the zipper was already messed up. And we're just two weeks into school. Come on. I'm getting my $20 back for that backpack. And I've been thinking about it, but I had no intentions because I walked by the backpack to get in the car to go. But I had an unction to have her bring the backpack and we could take it back. So she came out to the car and said, hey, can you grab the backpack? Since I see you're going to take stuff back, I had an unction to ask her to do it. She went and got it, walked to the car, and handed me my keys. (laughs) Handed me my keys. Now, some of us can think that that's coincidental, but having walked with the Lord as long as I have, he guided me into the truth, and it manifested through a thought to say, hey, do this, right? And so I want to show you from the Word of God the number one way that God leads his children. 
I heard Brother Hagin say that 30 years ago when I went to Bible school, and I believe it's absolutely so today. Amen? He will guide you, show you, speak to you, tell you, declare to you the truth. So last week we started this series. My assignment in this series is to show you from the Word of God what it sounds like when God speaks. We've learned that in order for us to have faith in God, we've got to have a word from God. But what does it sound like when God speaks to you? God took Elijah through this amazing experience, if you're visiting. We looked at 1 Kings chapter 19, where God asked Elijah, what are you doing here? Sure enough, he explained, and God realized he doesn't get it, what I'm what I'm engaging with him about. And he took him through this experience. The earth shook, earthquake, fire broke out, wind blew, but God wasn't in any of that. But after all of that demonstrative activity, he heard a still small voice, just a very quiet voice calling his name, Elijah. And when he heard that voice, he recognized that's God calling me. And he got up and he went and God, with a, with, a, with a voice, asked him the same question that he asked him just a while before. What are you doing here? Immediately, uh, when we recalled that last week, we said, literally, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible reveals God speaking and communing to his people. So why should we think in 2023 that it's so far removed or very difficult for any one of us to hear the voice of God? In Genesis, Adam heard the voice of God walking in the garden. Man, that had to be nice. How does that happen? In Revelation, we saw John heard a voice behind him, and it was Jesus talking to him. How many of you remember, we didn't recall this last week, but it just came up in my heart. You remember the story of Eli when he was in the temple with Samuel. And and, and sure enough, Samuel went to sleep and he heard a voice call to him and he got up and he went to Eli. And Eli was like, I didn't call you, boy. Go back to sleep. You know how it is when your kids call in the middle of the night. Go back to sleep. Amen. So the boy went back, and, and he, heard, he heard a voice again, Eli, and the, and the child got up, went to Sam, I'm sorry, Samuel, got up, went to Eli, and said, did you call me? Second time, he said, no, I didn't call you. The third time, Eli told Samuel, the next time you hear that voice call you, say, here am I, it's the Lord. And sure enough, he went to lay back down, God called Samuel, Samuel said, and then God spoke to him. Amen? Amen. So that's exciting. That's our reality. The Bible reveals um, God would speak to his, to his people. Hey, Siri, how are you doing today? Oh, you're not going to work now. <laughs> hey, Siri. Oh, you're really not going to work today. Hey, Siri, how are you doing today? Not too shabby. Oh, yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> so we realize if humans have the capacity to design something that we can communicate with back and forth, how much more our creator God 
giving us the ability to know his voice and to be able to intelligently commune with him. So we talked about the key, the key to our success hinges on our ability to do what God tells us to do. To go where he tells us to go, to say what he tells us to say. Amen. To see what God shows us. Our success. If you've been struggling in any area of life, God knows the answer to the problem. He knows how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Our success hinges on our ability to distinguish the voice of God in our lives. This revelation is absolutely demonstrated through the life and ministry of Jesus. So I say to you with confidence that the key to your success and my success is our ability to hear God, believe him when we hear him, and obey what he tells us to do. Amen? Amen. We will experience the fullness of the blessing of God and his protection when we HBO, hear, believe, and obey. Amen? Amen. So what does it sound like? When God speaks, turn with me to first Corinthians chapter 14 and let's dig in and go forward today. Verse nine says, so likewise you. And again, when the Bible is speak, when you read the Bible, read it as if he's talking to you. When he says, so likewise ye read it as if he's talking about something is similar in my life. So likewise ye, except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? For you shall speak into the air. How many have ever had a child or an adult or someone say something to you and you couldn't make out what they were saying? You know, something's going on with the kids. I got a dad here on the front row. Easily can relate. What? Y'all got to help me today. Don't make it hard for me to preach. You ever had a child or somebody say something and they're mumbling? They're speaking into the air, but notice, except you utter by the tongue words that are what? Easy to understand. Then how can it be understood? How shall it be known what is spoken? You're speaking into the air. And how many of you know if God can say that, say this to us, because this is God speaking to us about us, God knows that it's important for him to make it easy for us to understand. It should not be hard for you to hear from God. It shouldn't be like there shouldn't be a a fog. It shouldn't be confusing. Hey, it shouldn't be difficult. I live my life in communion with the Father. My ear is tuned to his voice. I hear God every day. And I want you to have that confidence, and you can, just as easy as Siri, when she's paying attention, (laughs) to listen to me. Amen. But now notice, this is verse 9. Let's go right into verse 10. For you shall speak into the air... There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And listen, none of them are without significance. This tells us that there are many voices in the world. And in your life, when you're trying to distinguish the voice of God, there will be many voices. 
Feelings are the voice of the body. Reason is the voice of the mind. Conscience is the voice of the spirit. You do know that you are a tripart being. By tripart being, what do I mean? First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 says that you are a spirit being. You possess a soul and you live inside of a physical body. First, First Thessalonians 5.23 says, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord. So you're not just soul and body. I know the world advertises mind and body or soul and body. By the Bible, according to God's own word, you are a spirit being like God made in his image. You possess a soul and you live inside of a physical body. I know you cool and you know all of that. And I'm a soul man. Well, you have a soul, but you're not a soul man. Amen. Somebody say spirit, soul, and body. Now think about it. Even in your own self, you've got voices. Body telling you to do one thing. Mind telling you to do another. And God in your spirit, by the Holy Spirit, knowing the truth, is trying to speak and give you direction. But there are many voices. And unless it's easy to be understood, it'll be like muttering into the air. Okay? So this is vitally important for us to learn and to distinguish what it sounds like when God speaks. Now, let me give you the five things that we're going to cover, and then I'm going to deal with one specific one today. First thing I want you to know, what does it sound like when God speaks? Number one, you will know you will absolutely know that this is God. That's how I knew yesterday God just answered my prayer. I asked him to cause my keys to come to me, to reveal to me where my keys were, or cause them to come to me. I was at Longenbaum Greenhouse when I prayed that prayer. Come on, somebody. And then hours later, he caused those keys to come to me. Amen. And it was God. Amen. And I know it was God. It wasn't coincidence. Right? Right. So number one, you will know. Number two, what does it sound like when God speaks? It'll sound like an unction or an inward witness. An unction or an inward witness, if you're taking notes. Number three, what it will sound like when God speaks? It'll sound like a still, small voice. You'll, it'll, you, it'll be like you hear a voice. I'm not talking about with your ears. But on the inside, it'll just be a soft voice telling you what to do, and it'll be God. Then, or it'll be of the voice of the Holy Spirit. Well, what is the voice of the Holy Spirit? We'll come back next week and we'll, we'll cover the voice of the Holy Spirit or the still small voice. So an inward witness or an unction, number three, is a still small voice. Number four is a thought. Oh, I can't wait. I saw some more scriptures about that today. Amen. It'll sound like God will sound in your, in you. Like a thought. I remember almost 14 years ago, I was sharing with Pastor Tony some thoughts that I had. And on one hand, I thought, this is the Holy Ghost. But in my mind, I'm thinking, there's no way that I could know this about that. And she says, you know better. Now, I hadn't been to Raymond, been in ministry for years at that time. She said, you know better. That's the Holy Ghost. And from that day to this, it marked me. 
to acknowledge when I know that's the Holy Ghost. Not just, oh, y'all got to help me. It's not just my thought. That thought is the Holy Ghost. I got one. Amen. Come back and we'll deal with that two weeks from now. Amen. And then the last way you'll know is it'll be a scripture. He'll speak through a scripture. Uh, He'll speak to you with the scripture. Amen. So we're going to look at those. Now, last week I covered the fact that you will know, you know, his voice. John chapter 10, verse four and five. And he says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. The sheep follow him for they know his voice. Verse five. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. They will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. They they know the voice of the shepherd. Verse 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. Verse 27 says, and they follow me. For the rest of my time today, I want to minister to you about the number one way that God speaks to us. And it's not by a voice. It's not even by the still small voice. It's not by a thought or even a scripture. It's by an inward witness. You'll have a knowing on the inside. This is the number one way. In other words, when you're needing to hear from God, more often than not, you're going to know something on the inside, and it's God telling you that that's the way. Go with me, if you would, to the book of 1 John chapter 2. In 1 John chapter 2, where do you get this from? Well, we get it from Scripture, so we're going to cover it. First John chapter 2, verse 20, in the King James, John, writing by the Holy Spirit, he says to you. Now, remember, when you read the Bible, don't read it about somebody else. This is God speaking to you. So when he says, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things, that means you. Say it out loud. I have an unction to function. Say, I have an unction from the Holy Spirit, and I know all things. I knew you thought you was a new-it-all. I had a friend in in Bible school, and she was from Norway, Um, uh, Monica Goberson. She got married and got kids, and we were studying along this line, and she said, this is very interesting because in the Norwegian language, there are two words for the one word, no. So in English, when we say, I know this or I know that, we just use the word no. But in Norwegian, there was the word shinskapi and kunskapi. Both of them started with a K. K-J, shinskapi, K-J, I'm going to even be saying it right. Okay, so amen. But one meant heart knowledge and the other meant head knowledge. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that only the word of God is sharp enough to divide between spirit and soul And joint and moral. And only the word of God is sharp enough to discern between the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'm preaching good this morning. That wasn't even in my notes. 
Think about it. In your heart, you have it to do something. And in your mind, what you have in your heart doesn't make sense. And so your mind is telling you this is the more reasonable way to go about this. But your heart is telling you to do something that seemed like is backwards. Oh, y'all so quiet today. And so here's this question that comes. Is it God that's talking to me, leading me to do this? Is it me or is it the devil talking to me, trying to get me to do something that's going to mess up? Is it God? Is it me? Or is it the devil? How many of y'all know if we can get it right every time, we would be successful in every adventure? We'd marry the right person. We'd get on the right job. We'd buy the right house. We'd buy the right car. We'd raise our kids the right way. If we knew the right answer every time, we would be an absolute success. You know what I just said? If we could discern the voice of God, we'd be an absolute success. Because it's when we lean to our own understanding and do something that's actually the wrong thing, when all the while God knew the right thing. Only the Word of God is sharp enough to divide between your spirit and your soul. Shinscopy, heart knowledge, and coonscopy, head knowledge. So when you read 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20, when the Bible says, now this is the Bible, he says, you have an unction from the Holy Ghost and you know everything that you need to know about everything. Right now, you've got the answer. But you know where it is? Shinscopy. It's in your heart. Your mind is not, you don't know. But that's why you've got to learn how to train your human spirit And how to get it from your heart to your head. And this is where I come in to help you to discern and distinguish between. Amen? So the number one way in which God leads his people is by an unction. Another way to to describe it, it's an inward witness. Um, Let's look at verse 27. He says, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Verse 27, he says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it is taught you, you will abide in it. No, in what? In him. Now, interesting. Look at the word anointing. But the anointing. Somebody say the anointing. The anointing which you have received from the Holy Ghost, the anointing that you received from Jesus abides on the inside of you. That same word anointing is the word unction in verse 20. In context, in the Greek, he used the same exact word. This unction that we're talking about is actually an anointing. And the anointing that we're talking about is not an it, it's a him. Say it out loud, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. On the day that you got born again, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of your spirit. You have a man in your belly. My dad would say that. You have a man in your belly. The Holy Ghost is living on the inside of you. 
He's the one that's, you know, you're like, you, you, you've said this. Something told me not to do that. Something told me not to turn here. Something told me. That's not something. That's the Holy Spirit trying to communicate to you. But because there's so many voices in the world and none without signification. My neighbor messed me up today. Got out the house and I was like, hey, Mr. David, how's it going? It's like going. Now he saw me load my truck. I was like, all right, have a blessed day. He said, you're going to forget something. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I was like, all right, Brother David, have a blessed day. He said, you're going to forget something. I got all the way to the church and I forgot something. And had I gotten quiet, and had I took a moment to ask the Holy Spirit, am I forgetting something? He said he would guide me into all truth. It cost us 30 minutes. Amen. Because I didn't pause. And actually, half my way here is I'm like, I'm connected to the Lord. I ain't forgotten nothing. God speak to me. You, you at home. You watching your car. You ain't even going to church. I got God. Come on, somebody. Halfway, <laughs> halfway. I'm, I'm trying to put out my mind. You know, people say he's jinxing me. You know, I'm talking about it. The voices in the world trying to mess you up, trying to mess you up, and we've got to learn with our walk to pause. Holy Spirit, am I missing something? I've done that before, and he'll give me an unction. Somebody say an unction. Go in the garage. May not even go what I'm going in there for. And sure, oh, yeah, I need that. Right? So say it out loud. I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all things. So I'm not talking about know it in your head. Some of you don't know what to do right now. You're in a situation, something's going on with your son or daughter, adult son or daughter, and you really don't know how to handle this situation. You're in a financial situation right now, and you don't really know what to do. You've got a situation right now in your marriage and in your mind. You don't know what to do. But say it out loud. I have an unction from the Holy Ghost, and I know what to do. Ooh, we're, we're learning a lot today. You've got a claim because the Bible says you have an, you already, well, I don't know what to do. 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 Come on. You have what you say. You're going to, you're confusing yourself. You're supposed to say by faith, I know what to do. I know what to do. Now watch this. How many of y'all watched the movie Matrix? No, don't put your hand up. Don't put your hand up. Y'all remember, uh, he was learning how to function in the Matrix. Today, I'm trying to teach you how to function in the kingdom. Amen. And so they took Neo into this thing, into the matrix, and they're showing him how to work. And, uh, you know, um, they had to patch him karate. And so they plugged him in. Come on, somebody. Y'all help me. And they downloaded a program for karate. <laughs> I know karate. No, he said, I know Kung Fu. (laughs) You know, come on, it was really exciting, right? And then she jumped, that lady, she jumped into the airplane. It was a helicopter, and they were trying to do the helicopter. And she was like, load me up, you know, such and such. And and all of a sudden, she knew how how to fly a helicopter. You have an unction like that. And you know all things. You know how to handle the situation. 
if you're able to discern this connection. Amen? Amen. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Romans chapter... I'm almost done. Romans... No, Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse number... Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind. His law is his word. His word is his will. His will is what he wants you to do. The new covenant that God made with us is that he would put his will in our mind. I will put my law. Law is word. Word is will. I will put in their mind what I want them to do. I will put my laws in their mind and what? I will write them on their hearts. I like that song. I'm going to write them on the tablets of the heart. Y'all remember that? Okay, all right. So I will put my laws in their mind. God says, I'm going to write my will on their heart. I know what I was called to do. I know what I was born to do. I know why I exist. I know what I was put on earth for. Why? Because I learned how to train my human spirit. And God revealed his calling, his destiny, his path, his purpose, his plan. I'm in Houston because of God. How did you get that? He wrote it on my heart. Houston is written on my heart. You are on my heart. He did that. I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 11. None of them shall teach his neighbor or none his brother saying, do you know what the Lord wants you to do? Do you know the will of God? You won't have to do that. For they shall all know me. All of them. You're not going to need somebody to tell you what God's will is for you. What you're called to do. What you're supposed, where you're supposed to go. What his path is for your life. You won't need to ask anybody. Because I'm going to put it in your heart. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother. Do you know the Lord? You know what the Lord is? For all shall know me. I have an unction from the inner one. I have an inward witness. And I know everything I need to know about everything. For the least of them, the babies, the teenagers, all the way up to the elders of us. Amen? Amen. All right, go over to Romans chapter 8. We're almost done. Whoo, did y'all get anything good out of this today? Man, I done preached myself happy. Every teenager in here, say hallelujah. I knew it was going to be kind of soft, so I'm going to give you a second chance. Every teenager in here, online, say hallelujah. Oh, that was weaker than the first. Amen. (laughs) I'm saying that because you don't decide what you want to do in life. Parent, don't make the mistake. Baby, you could be anything you want to be. That's how we get into college and change our major because we change our mind. You don't decide what you want to do. Or decide what you want to be. You discover what God created you to do. You discover what God created you to be. And that will help you avoid a lot of headaches. A lot of wrong decisions. Discover his will and path and plan for your life. 
and you'll be blessed beyond measure. You'll miss every pitfall and trap of Satan. He'll tell you the right people to be around, be around and, and he'll tell you the, 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 the wrong people to stay around, the, to the folks to stay away from. Amen? From the least to the greatest. Are you at Romans chapter 8 yet? In Romans chapter 8, he says, The Spirit himself does what? Bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Remember in John, he talked about that I'm going to, you know, there's stuff I want to talk to you about, but you're not able to handle it. And so I'm going to use the Holy Spirit to communicate with you. He's going to live on the inside of you. I'm going to tell him what to say, and he's going to say it. He's not going to speak on his own. I'm going to get it from the Father, and I'm going to give it to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to give it to you. And it will go from your spirit to your mind, and you will be enlightened, and you'll know what to do. How does that happen? The Spirit himself does what? Somebody say bears witness. Uh, You know, that's really kind of like old English language. I mean, bears witness, what is that? It's an inward witness. When something bears on something, it means it leans on it. And a witness is just a knowing. The Holy Spirit will, will bear witness with your spirit. What to do? You'll have a thought. Should I do this? And you won't give peace about it. You won't have a witness. You won't have an unction. But then a thought will come or a word will come and the Holy Spirit is like, that's your answer. That's your answer. That's your answer. That's what to do. Right? And then you'll know that's what I do. Why? Because I got a witness. Oh, can I get a witness? Oh, I need a church. Well, ha. I need a witness. Can anybody? Can anybody? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I kind of get that some of you all maybe came from that and still want a little bit. No, I'm not giving you that. Amen. <laughs> we, there's a lot we need to learn. Somebody say it's a witness. It's not a voice. It's not even a small voice. It's just an unction. The world calls it a hunch. But we know better. We use the Bible term. There's something on the inside of me telling me that this is the one to do. This is what to do. I don't have like an exact word, but I have a witness that this is it. That's the number one way that he leads us. Next week, we'll look at number two. All right, here's my closing remark. John chapter 16, verse 12, let's look at it again. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear it now. However, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you. He'll do what? Come here for a second. I'm going to guide him. I don't have to say nothing to guide him. Watch this. You see that? Now watch this. I guided him. Thank you. You all give him a hand clap. 
just a witness without a word. A witness without a word. When the Holy Spirit has come, He will guide you. He guided me to the keys. He'll not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. That means there will be times He'll speak to you. We'll look at that next week. He will tell you some things. He'll show you some things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and declare it to you. And then verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said, he will take of mine and declare it unto you. Every head bowed. For those of you watching online, there may be some of you that have some significant decisions to make this week. Maybe there's people here today. I'm going to lead you in a word of prayer. It's a prayer of faith. My wife and I have prayed it many times. I want everybody to pray this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you said in your word that if any man lack wisdom, to let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. I'm asking you for wisdom for what you want me to do about the situation that I'm facing. And by faith, I believe I receive the perfect wisdom of God And by faith, I know exactly what to do. Thank you, Father, for showing me. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for speaking to me and for bearing witness in me. In Jesus' name. You can look up at me for a moment. What school to go to? What path, what course, transferring jobs for promotion, accepting positions, real estate decisions, marital issues, the right person to date with what's going on with your child and parenting. You just asked him for the wisdom, right? So from today forward, when the thought comes, because I know it works in my life the same, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You're faced with a decision and you don't know what to do. What am I going to do? I've trained my spirit after praying this prayer to say out loud, I believe I receive the perfect wisdom of God. And by faith, I know exactly what to do. Did you hear what I said? When the thought comes, what are you going to do about this decision? The decision is in a month. The decision is next week. The decision is in three days. I'm not going to worry about it today. What am I going to do? You know what I'm going to say? I believe I received the perfect wisdom of God. And by faith, I know exactly what to do. If my wife asks me, what are we going to do about such and such? And if my mind doesn't know, I'm not going to say, well, I don't know. I'm going to say, babe, 
We believe we receive. Y'all help me now. The perfect wisdom of God. And by faith, we know exactly what to do. And you know what's going to happen? At the time that you have to make the decision, you'll make the right decision. Anybody receive that today? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's get ready to go. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, say this simple prayer, and God will save you. The Holy Spirit will come on the inside of you and begin to lead you in the path of righteousness. Pray this out loud. God in heaven, I come to you today to give you my life. I do believe that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. He died for me. Bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave, but I believe he is alive. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all of my sins. And by faith, I accept your forgiveness. So right now, I am saved. Heaven is my home. Thank you for saving me and cleansing me from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. That's it for today. Faith family, go ahead and stand up on your feet. Once again, if you are visiting today, we thank you so much for coming. At the end of service, I'm going to be in our welcome center, which is to my right and your left. On the way out, please stop by. Let's shake hands. I'd love to meet you personally. Well, I speak this blessing over everyone between now and Thursday when we'll see you again. I say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace in Jesus' name. God bless you, Faith Family Church. We'll see you on Thursday or next Sunday in Jesus' name. Thank you. Oh.